0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to Take Two of the Take It On Pod, the mental health podcast for young men. My name is Jonah Jacobs, and I'm here with my co-host, Reed Milkins. We want to give a special thank you to a bunch of different people. Seriously, everyone that checked in and just showed their outpouring of support. It means the world that, you know, with one person at a time, we can change the change the stigma the outlook the conversation surrounding the mental health of of young men I want to give a quick thank you to Megan McMurray shout out you for your incredible work on our logo the cover art it's amazing and you're the best Reed I think you got a special thank you you want to make
1: my absolute boy Ryan Koplitz. I know you're out there listening I love you thank you for the intro and outro they were awesome uh, hope everyone enjoyed that um, during the episode. And like Jonah said, seriously, the amount of people that reached out both close friends that shared that, you know, they've been struggling and something like this is is really awesome and they appreciate it as well as people who haven't even spoken to in months or maybe a couple of years that reached out. It was, it was awesome to see that. And to see that in the first week, we've almost surpassed 200 listens on the first episode, and 200 followers on our Instagram page. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty giddy right now, smiling, just talking about it. It's, it's a cool feeling, and we can't wait to keep it rolling. Uh, last episode and on our Instagram, we talked about our weekend goals. Uh, Jonah, what did you, what did you do this weekend, and how did you come on that goal?
0: Yeah, so my weekend goal was going to see a concert alone. The Peachtree Rascals or they are they're gonna be a household band soon. Just, just you wait. They—they they got together during COVID. They released one album, and my friend Jacob turned me on to one of their songs. Slowly listened to the whole album, and I love them. Was super excited to see they were going to Lala, and it's like a weird chance mistake. I just thought that they were playing on Saturday, and then their after show was that Saturday, and since I wasn't good to go on Saturday. I went to the mustache bar crawl with my friends instead. I still didn't want to miss out on the chance to see the rascals play. And so I tried to get a bunch of different people to see it with me. No one wanted to go out after the bar crawl. People didn't know this band. And I I just put my foot down to myself and said that, you know, I'm seeing this band. Even if it means I'm going alone, I don't care if that's weird. If most people don't go to concerts alone or I like might feel like a loner or whatever. I, I was seeing, I was seeing them play and that was my challenge. And I loved it. I think that everyone should see a concert alone if they're comfortable with it. It was super cool to kind of sit with being uncomfortable especially at the beginning of like sitting at the bar, just standing around kind of people watching, not knowing a soul And just kind of sitting with that, just yourself and, you know, being a little uncomfortable and realizing you're about to see an awesome show, which, which I did. And it turned out that it was their first concert ever. I had no idea that I was seeing their first live performance. So I got to be part of a band's history, made some friends, and it was a, it was a really cool experience. Um, And, and just in general, also, I want to, I want to say how, fucking amazing live music is wow the scene the rascals Palooza. i miss the just euphoria of being at a concert and just rocking out seeing dave Grohl play live and foo fighters that's got to be one of the best concerts i've ever seen did not realize how insane modest mouse is i mean wow that guitar is just kicked ass reed what was uh what was your weekend goal what were your what was the challenge you were going to succeed in
1: yeah, so my girlfriend Julia came in this weekend and we we hit Lala Thursday and we didn't have all that much planned. It was kind of a lot of things that we were just like, all right, like, let's go do this. Let's go do that. And I only had her here for four days and really wanted to enjoy the time we had. And so my goal was to get my screen time down. Um, you know, we spend so much time on social media and just absorbed in TikTok and Instagram and all that that. You know, I really just wanted to enjoy the moment, and I definitely stayed off my phone as much as I could, and it was great to just spend time with her and enjoy our weekends. Um, Today, we've got a great show. I'm excited for the conversation and for you all to hear it. Nick Hardy is going to be with us today, and he has had a dream to make the PGA Tour for a long time, and that's going to be coming true for him soon. So to hear what that's been like growing up and battling and getting to
0: where he is, it's it's a pretty cool story. Can't wait for you guys to hear it. Yeah, this conversation is awesome. I think regardless of your interest in golf or not, anyone listening has will get a lot to take away from this. Really cool commentary on the importance of your breath, not comparing to others. It's It's great. And before we get into that, I want to... Reed, there's something you mentioned. I want to kind of jump off really quick. I think that reducing your screen time is so important outside of just the amount of time we spend on social media. Something I was talking about with a friend yesterday that just like really got, got me thinking was how often I use my phone for everything that I didn't used to use my phone for. I remember when I like would Google. Google stuff on my phone for the first time. was so convenient now, you know, like someone, there's a disagreement. You can just look it up on your iPhone. You're in the car. You can, you can Google it. You want to know the answer to something. You look something up. Now I almost exclusively rely on my phone to look shit up, which is crazy when that is like kind of my laptop's job. And it's just like so many things are just outsourced towards your phone that you just kind of rely on it for almost everything. And I really, I don't know. Ah, it, it, it frustrates me that that I do that sometimes. You I don't know. You got you got any thoughts?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I spend a lot of time on my phone. It's an easy distraction when you're just scrolling through videos and it's it's that quick. Um, satisfaction if you want to put it where you see something you laugh or you smile or I mean there there is some interesting stuff out there you can learn some things on social media but seeing at the end of a day having a ridiculous amount of screen time it's almost like geez like I wasted so much time today like why didn't I spend more time outside doing this doing that Um, so getting it down is it's, it's a pretty accomplished feeling, actually, like seeing, oh, wow, like I dropped by two hours today. I'm glad I was able to accomplish more and just be in the moment, which is something we talk about in this conversation with Nick. Um, and without further ado, let's get into it. Um, Nick,
2: welcome onto the show, man. Yeah, guys, thanks for having me on. Um, really appreciate the conversation. Um, I'll just start off by saying, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the mental health subject is a really important topic and especially for uh, I think our younger generation and especially growing up in an area with so many new things with technology and social media and all that. I think it it wears on people and people don't even realize it. But um, for me personally, I uh, obviously I am a professional golfer, but a lot of what I do day in and day out is very similar to any sort of business person or anybody who's trying to pursue something they've wanted to achieve for a long time and it can take a toll on you mentally at times um, with stress and anxiety i feel like you know obviously anxiety is something that can be diagnosed but i think a lot of people kind of go through it from time to time but um yeah for me i I definitely like to stay on top of it um and i have i have techniques and ways that i know when maybe things are getting a little too hectic in my life to help combat that.
1: Cool. And I uh, you mention these techniques that you use and with golf being such a mental game, can you give us a, a little bit of a peek into what kind of techniques you're using out on the course, both in training and in tournament to keep yourself from falling to that mental stress? Yeah,
2: no, no. And, in, in, you know, golf, I, I think everyone who plays it understands how hard it can be. Um, and it can be emotional and stressful from just shot to shot. Um, but, you know, I try to not live and die with every shot. I, um, at school at Illinois, we, we kind of had this rule with our team. It's called the five-second rule. And the five-second rule means after five seconds after each shot, you cannot have any emotional reaction to the shot, whether good or bad. And um, I think that's a really good technique in terms of just keeping your emotions in check. I think in general – I think we have an emotional society, a very reactional uh, society that really isn't patient to any sort of, I would say, cha- especially challenge um, or if anyone's opinion is challenged, I feel like people are very short-sighted and have uh, kind of an emotional jerky reaction, which is like, I think becoming a, a norm in our society. And I think it may tr- you know, trigger more mental health issues. And um, I think uh, for me, like I said, the five second rule is is one of my techniques that I use when I play on the golf course. So I'm not living and dying with every shot. And I think the five second rule in order to be successful at that, it's you have to really control your breathing. And I think in any sort of aspect in your life, I think it's so important to work on your breathing. And uh, I also learned this technique in college. Uh, We call it like, you know, kind of like breathing like a champion. I would say it's like six to eight breaths per minute. normal person has about 15 to 17 breaths per minute in any given time, if you timed it. And just practicing uh, every day to getting down to six to eight breaths per minute, I think will help everybody kind of um, live a healthier life and have better thoughts um, throughout the day in, in whatever they do.
0: Wow, that really resonates with me a lot, um, especially the emotional component. Um, considering just how often our emotional knee-jerk reactions are seemingly counterproductive to whatever it is we are reacting to, and then formulating response to, with respect to this this breathing technique, how how did you learn to implement that in your in your daily life? How long did it take to? I mean, if we if we average 15 to 17 breaths a minute to get it down to six to eight, seems like that, that took a, a bit of time. refinement. Right. You can You talk us, walk us through that. Yeah, so my,
2: my, yeah. So I got to give credit like to my coaches and um, people within my program at Illinois that like kind of obviously taught me this stuff, but um, the technique that they would do, like in order to like get better at it would be to set your alarm every, every two hours, Every during every day, um, and just say okay at two o'clock, twelve o'clock, eight o'clock, ten o'clock. I'm just gonna do, you know, six to eight breaths. I'm just gonna get my breath down to six to eight breaths per minute for five minutes. Just take five minutes of my time each two hours to just really work on it. And over time, you'll notice I think that you just that just becomes your more a you know, natural lower state, and as you get better at it. And I think that's really important in whatever you do. And there are times where I can tell when I'm on the golf course where I'm kind of not exceeding at that. And I notice that when I play my best, I'm usually kind of, you know, I, I'm not even aware of it. Um, and so I know that if I can get to the point where I'm not even aware of it, then I can be consistently at my best in terms of mental state.
1: That's awesome. And the the every two-hour reminder, that seems like a fantastic way to build any sort of habit. And a lot of what we're going to be talking about on the show are ways and strategies for our listeners to either build or break habits that are going to help better them. And before we start getting into more of the the mental health type discussion, um, I just want to hear a little bit about your journey and what it was like um, from a young age and high school golf and getting to the college and, and now where you are here.
2: My dream to make the PGA Tour started, I would say, like, really early on. I I mean, I started playing tournaments when I was eight, nine years old, and I knew that I wanted to um, definitely one day be a professional golfer. Obviously, it was way far out in time, but... I just knew that's just what I wanted to pursue. And um, really ever since then, I just like, I, you know, I love the game, but I also played all the sports growing up too. I, I kind of quit all the other sports that I played when I was 15, but I played all these sports, enjoyed uh, hanging out with my friends, doing all this stuff. I, I wasn't really like singularly minded on golf until high school, but I knew that even when I was nine, 10 years old, this is what I wanted to pursue. Um, you know, I, I feel like when, it, it, you know, it kind of felt felt like it could be real right away. I never, I never doubted myself for a second. I knew I could do it. Um, I, I always stayed in the moment. I think that was a key part. I never really wandered my mind out of the future like that. I, I just knew that it was it was what I wanted to pursue one day. But I also, you know, kept my mind in the present and just focused on getting better. But um, I committed to Illinois my first semester, junior year. I would say probably around October or something. And, um, I knew I wanted to go to Illinois pretty early on after a couple of visits, and I just loved my coach. Coach small and I love the facilities, the school's great. And it was close to home. So um, those were all key factors in my decision to go there. And um, it's just a great program now for golf. Like we've been really good for the last dozen years or so. And um, I just think it's a testament to my coach and like uh what he's built there in the program, but um yeah, I just, I knew pretty early on for both, I would say.
1: Good. And while you were at <clears throat> Illinois, obviously a lot of our audience are not college athletes. They're not getting up the ranks and the pros. So their work-life balance is going to be a lot different during college. So not only did you have practice and tournaments and this looming vision of being a professional golfer you had classwork, but also a huge part of college is the social life. How were you able to balance social life with everything else that you were juggling?
2: Yeah, so I would say, you know, if, there, if you got three things in college, and, and those three things would be school, um, social life, and athletics, if you got three of those things, I would say you can really excel at two of them max. And I mean, I, I chose to excel mostly at academics and, and, uh, athletics, uh, or tried to, and, um, I still had a social life, but it was definitely pretty buttoned down. I mean, even in high school, I, I really just, I really just didn't, I, I, I had friends, I had buddies, you know, that would like to go out and have fun. And I, I did that with, with them, but I I really wouldn't participate that much. And um, I just knew where my priorities were at pretty early on. And I just, I made my own decisions, but I had friends that supported me. Um, And I think that's the key part here is, you know, I think you got to surround yourself with people that will support you with whatever your dreams are. And um, I mean, if you have people around you that are discouraging you from doing that, you got to get out of that situation. Um, and become friends with the same vision as you. And I think that's a really important um, topic, especially nowadays, because people are really quick to judge and especially our, our uh, I think our um, generation of younger people aren't as, I think, aren't as, um, I would say, just forgiving to others' dreams and passions. I really don't think people are, are as nice as they should be to others um, in, in our age group. Um, and I just think that other people are constantly worried about other people. And, um, I would say, you know, I would say one trait about me that I feel like I've always been proud of is that I really am just focused on what I'm doing. I I don't care what other people think of me. I don't care what other people say about me. I I just, I, I only value those opinions that I care about. So like my family, my girlfriend, my coaches, you know, the people that in my circle are the ones that I only care about opinions. And I think nowadays when like, you get a lot of younger generation, people who just like let others affect clear thoughts and dreams and goals. And, and it's too bad. And I think that's a big part of our mental health problem. That's growing is that others kind of let other people's opinions that don't matter affect them.
0: I think that's phenomenal advice, wisdom, um, it it is really telling that a lot of people spend their time comparing themselves to others, and it totally. breeds it breeds negativity. And I think social media plays a large role in that. You see different
2: stories, and it takes it down. There are a lot of yeah, there are a lot of seventeen year olds that are cyberbullies. That's just a fact, like you know. And you see people's Instagram pages like they're just constantly comparing who's whose life is the best right now. You know, it's like and it's too bad. I mean, like you got people tearing down other people just through just Instagram. Like that's just like our generation and it's, it's sad to see, but, um, I would say that's a big important part about, you know, mental health is that you just, you gotta not care about what other people think that don't matter, you know?
0: Exactly. It takes you. And like you said earlier, it takes you out of the present. It distracts you from your current goals when you're trying to Kind of live in someone else's world and see what they're doing. It makes you envy what they're doing and think that what your current priorities or goals are shouldn't be what they are because it's like a spectacularized nature of someone else's. And especially what you said about surrounding yourself with people that don't do that is, is awesome. That's part of our goal here with Take It On is we want to foster a community and an audience that really embraces the notion of taking on our mental health together and adopting these kind of strategies and practices together. Um, I have a, I have a quick question about, uh, a little bit what you were describing earlier with respect to discipline and focus. You said you knew very early on that you wanted to make that dream of being a professional golfer reality. Uh, I imagine there were maybe bumps in the road at times, or, you know, when it was just challenging, it could be easy to lose focus and, let yourself get off track. Do you have any mm-hmm. suggestions or, you know, experiences you'd want to share when it was, it felt hard to to stick to this path you were on and kind of what you did to steer the
2: ship? Yeah. You know, I, I, I think what you said, you know, discipline is the number one thing that's really important in, in terms of how you're going to get to your goals. I mean, uh, from an early, early age, I knew what I wanted to do. And I knew that in order to get there, I had to, you know, make sacrifices. And I would say like, as you know, I grew and got better at the game, I, I, the more sacrifices I had, had to make. And it's just a reality. I mean, you just have to find ways to surround yourself with good people. It's really, that's part of discipline. It's just knowing who you want to surround yourself by making choices that, you know, is going to get you closer to your goals. And I just asked myself, Hey, is this going to help me get closer to my goal? And if it's a yes or no, then I'm not afraid to tell other people no, you know? And um, the people that really support me will accept my no, you know, and they understand it. And um, I think that's really important because people are afraid, you know, if they got a goal or a dream or something that they want to achieve, they're afraid to tell other people no and 100% uh, make decisions, make decisions that really will you know not getting closer to achieving that and it's unfortunate to see because you know that's how that's how you let others bring each other down you know and um you know I was lucky to go to school in Illinois where I was surrounded by teammates that like had the same dreams and goals as mine so you kind of find ways to lift each other up like that instead of bring each other down I mean um so it's really who you surround yourself by that's just part of discipline and um you know, I, I, I was I feel like I was pretty mature for my age and, and, and knowing what I wanted. And I learned at a young age, that I had to say no to some people. And look, if those people took offense to that, then I knew that they wouldn't probably be in my life that long. So but I, I was lucky. I had high school friends who really embraced me and um, understood uh, that, you know, there was bigger things out there that I felt like I wanted to achieve. And they, they supported me and they're still my best friends to this day. That's awesome.
0: That's sweet. Yeah, there's this quote I heard recently that I think describes that pretty well, where it's, you know, I feel like so often we try to fit in in various groups when the individuals that we kind of idolize and strive to be are the very people that did not try to fit into those groups because their success relied on being outside of the norm and
2: doing something different. Totally. 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 And there's, you know, one thing I'd like to add is that, um, I would say, you know, something that helps me keep me sane when I'm going through hard times and like, um, you know, there, there are difficult days. I, I would say is just making sure I'm doing the little things in my life to make me happy, which is like just being organized, like just organizing my stuff, whether it's just my room or like my things, in my backpack, things in my computer, things I need to do for my finances or whatever, whatever I'm doing, if I can just, do the simple thing and just be organized with myself that that little thing makes me happy And I may not have that many hobbies outside of golf but if I can just do those little things every day to make to just make my life easier that makes me happy enough you know so I would just say like a good you know a good tip to if you're going through some anxious days or if you're struggling mentally with whatever you're doing I would just say just clean your room or just do something that you know that seems like really just a chore but it actually in the end will make you life your life easier and, and make you happier in the long run I would say that's a, that's a, probably a big thing now was just talking about it with one of my sisters like that that is like a, an important thing to do if you're struggling that's that's a that's a military t- tactic right there I mean are those you know when those guys you know guys and girls are doing that stuff and are taught to do that stuff you know that's like definitely just a simple thing to do but it works in the long run and and definitely helps you do even more every day
0: totally it's also one of those like basic intuitive tasks where I've never heard anyone clean their room and feel worse afterwards for having done it Um, exactly yeah exactly it's, it's the kind of thing it's just such a simple quick fix it feels so cathartic and in in the same way that yeah you're organizing your like physical space I think it just kind of also gives you mental clarity and perspective. It order, you know, it's you're kind of decluttering your thoughts. Like that, that habit, that process, making that a regular part of your routine, I think allows you to declutter your thoughts. It allows you to be more organized in in the rest of your day as well. And just has like such totally. positive butterfly effects, spillovers.
1: Yeah. And all that is great. I hope everyone at home really um understands that and if, if you're looking for something to do to kind of jump start your day maybe you'll start making your bed every morning um, and Nick I know you've got a flight to catch pretty shortly why don't you give us a sneak peek into what the rest of the Corn Ferry season is looking like
2: yeah so I'm just about to play five events in a row the The next two or the last two regular season events of the year of the two years really but um, so I go to Utah and Omaha and then they wrap up the top 25 for the regular season there and then there's three playoff events after that where I'll play in them. Um, I'll hopefully have my PJ Tour card wrapped up after these two events, but I'll play in them um, in order to try to improve my ranking. Um, and uh, so, yeah, five events left total in the season, and then hopefully the PJ Tour right after that.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, to think that you've been working towards this goal since you're eight, nine years old, and it's. It's going to be coming to reality in the next couple of weeks. Can you let us know what that really feels like for you?
2: Yeah, it's amazing. Um, you know, it, it really hasn't hit me yet just cause it's not official, but I am, you know, I'm just really excited. Um, you know, I know, I know that I've been working toward this a long time. I mean, there's just so many people that have been in my corner that have been in my corner for a long time and helped me get here. Um, but yeah, what it comes down to for me is just you know, I'm just thankful that I had that support and I had the opportunities I had um, to, to be able to to do what I do and I'm just blessed, you know. I'm just I'm just lucky and uh, obviously I put a lot of hard work into it, but uh you know I wouldn't I wouldn't have had those opportunities if it wasn't really for my parents too. So I'm just I'm just thankful.
0: That's awesome,
1: man. Congratulations. Seriously. I mean, seeing a guy that grew up around the same block as us and went to our high school really achieving your dreams and it's it's truly inspiring and i hope you realize um that a a lot of kids in northbrook and all around the world i'm sure when they see you on tv
2: one day are are really looking up to you i appreciate it I, i hope it is i mean i hope it is inspiring to others but um yeah you know it's it's like what like just the stuff we talked about simple stuff about just keeping your mental clarity i feel like that's it really goes a long way in just the day-to-day of of whatever you're trying to pursue one more thing i mean i want to add like you know in order to like to be able to talk about this i think others have to be able to know know that they can speak up and have people in their corner that they can talk to about you know so i mean if, if if people are going through something you know i feel like for me i have people that i can talk to that I I trust that will um, help me with whatever I'm going through you know so like relying on others is maybe the last point that I would like to to say and and I think it's really important
1: absolutely and like Jonah mentioned earlier that's something we're trying to create here a community where people can you know talk to each other if there's a group of 10 guys who don't normally talk about mental health but two of them start talking about, take it on. I I hope that's happening somewhere out there. Those two can form that extra aspect of their relationship and maybe start opening up to each other and find that, you know, relief and, and just comfort in knowing that each other are there for one another. Totally. All right, Nick. Uh, We really appreciate you coming on and sharing all of your your experience and your wisdom. I know you got a flight to catch, so we'll let you get out of here. But seriously, really appreciate everything. Thank you again for coming on. And best of luck with the upcoming tournaments. And I can't wait to see you tear it up on the PGA Tour this next year. Yeah, Nick, great talking to you, man. Thank
2: Thank
0: you so much for appearing.
2: Yeah, thank you for having me on, guys. It was good talking to you.
0: Awesome. awesome. Yeah, best of luck.
2: Thank you. Best of luck to you guys too. All
1: right. That was awesome.
2: Yeah. A
0: lot of wisdom in that. I I love that. Nick, thank you, man. Such a sweet conversation. I I think that what Nick said about comparing yourself to others and not being able to freight not being afraid to say no is so important. At the end of the day your individual happiness and success is the foremost priority in in your life and so often we can get caught up in what other people are doing and may want of us and it's so tempting to feel the urge and need to to please others when you ultimately need to please yourself first. and Of course, I'm not talking about just scorning your friends or family or people in your life, but if what they want you to do is mutually exclusive with putting forth the best version of yourself to achieve the goals and priorities that will make you the best version of yourself, can't be afraid to say no. And It doesn't matter what people are doing on Snap or Instagram that you know, might seem more fun. If you have to, you got to wake up and work hard for that meeting, whether it's for work, for your job, if you're training for something, make, make that vision a reality and don't be, don't be afraid to say no. I love it.
1: For sure. Um, so like we mentioned earlier, we had our weekend goals. We're going to make a tradition to set goals during the week as well. Um, my goal this week, I know I've got a jam packed week with work. Um, I'm really only going to have from noon to four every day to kind of do whatever I'd like between shifts. And I want to make sure that I do find the time to do the things that make me happy and stay in, in a place where I'm not just worried about going to work, you know, totally Make sure. I have the time to go to the gym, try and get nine holes in between shifts with a friend or two. Um, you know, it's important to not get lost in work. And with that being said,
0: this, in a week from today, you are starting your first career. Nuts. Absolutely wild. Uh Yeah, that, that has, that's a great transition to, to my, my goal for the week. I want to make the absolute most of this week before I start work. It is, I was talking about this in my, my buddy, Henry. Um, it's, it's really hard to wrap your mind around the fact that you once you start work, your your post-college, that first job, you are likely working for or maybe not likely, but there's it there's totally within the realm of possibility that you are about to work for the next 45 years of your life. That is more than double the amount of time I've spent on this planet. That is crazy. I I just can't, I, I have no idea what that can possibly be like. I, I'm excited to make the most out of it and work super hard, find a niche, find a passion, get really into what I'm doing, not being, p- feeling obligated or obliged or pigeonholed to a certain position or role. And I want to I want to make the most out of the professional chapter and chapters in my life, but wow, like seven days until I start working is crazy. I'll, I'll do, I'm gonna do some fun stuff this week. I don't wanna, I don't wanna let a moment go by where I I'm feeling regretful or settling, and or honestly, spending too much time worried about the fact that I'm starting work. Obviously, I'm gonna be anxious and get some jitters. I'm gonna start work. i to start my my first job, but. I don't I feel like kind of what you said, like if you're not stressing about work when you're not working, you're worried about it. When that time you're not working, you got to got to prioritize it for yourself Do do what makes you happy. Whatever it is that makes you happy. Absolutely.
1: And a mentor of mine, my high school lacrosse coach, Gio. Shout, Shout out coach Gio. Gio. Wow. Love it. Seriously. Um, something you would always say to us um, after high school and college. Life doesn't move in four-year periods, and when you just said that, you could be working for, Snaps for forty-five trio. years potentially, which is double the time you've lived. It's just wow, right? Yeah, man. And <laughs> for all the people that just finished college, or, or everyone that's listening that's still in college, which is the majority of our audience, you know, you can't come out of college and just be like, like where is where is My structure, like what am I doing for these next four years and the four years after that, you know, like you've got to be prepared for that. And like you said, you're starting this journey in a week from today. And your goal was to kind of make the most of of the time that you have in this next week before you start. An added challenge I have for you is to try and do something that you're never going to forget in this next week before you start
0: work. All right, Reed, I got you. I'll take you up on that. I will say seeing Peach Tree at their first concert, once they're a household name, you all you all will know what I'm talking about.
1: All right, you heard it here first on Take Two, Peachtree Rascals, household name,
0: Jimmy Jacobs. <laughs> love it, love it. But yeah, everybody, thank you for thank you for tuning in. This is so this is so fun. I love it, Reed. I'm so glad we are taking it on, and I'm so glad you all are taking it on with us. So thanks for checking out take two. Follow us on all forms of social.
1: Take it on that send
0: that stuff to your friends. Anyone who could need a little, little inspiration, wants to live just that much mentally healthier and live the take it on lifestyle. Yeah, we can't wait to get back next week. Um I'm sure you guys to hear what our next guest has to say. Yeah, take three is gonna be nice. It's gonna be nice.
1: Spin take two. We hope you guys enjoyed.
0: Awesome. Peace. Out. Peace.